Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Content creator Claudine Francois and the founder of In Good Clean Taste. I am dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs design a healthy lifestyle by incorporating healthy, delicious tools, tips, and resources that empower their inner and outer game. Every episode, my featured guest and I share our healthy, delicious lifestyle journey on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Hello and welcome to Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Thank you so much for being here. I am content creator and board certified functional medicine and holistic health practitioner, Claudine Francois. You can always learn more about me at ingoodcleantaste.com. And on whatever platform you're receiving this show, please be sure to like and subscribe so you can get notified whenever I have a new and amazing guest sharing their wisdom with us. Now, today's topic is... Wow. Okay. It's really good. Okay. You're, so many of us are in need of healing in this area. So without further ado, today's topic is how to unleash healing somatic solutions for releasing trauma. All right, you are going to love my guest today. She is a dear friend, a teacher, and a mentor, and I just can't wait for you to meet her. I'm going to bring her up from the green room in just a minute, but let me tell you about her first. Katie Flynn is the proud mother of Coil Yoga, an online and in-person yoga studio. She is a certified ERYT 500 yoga teacher with experience and training in mentoring and guiding thousands of group classes in a wide variety of settings throughout the United States for over 20 years. Katie strives to motivate her students who range from the likes of the Fresno Police Department to Juvenile Hall to create more conscious connected relationships in their lives. Katie is currently enrolled in a three-year trauma training program called Somata Experiencing, from which she will be able to support her existing and new clients with some life-changing skills to manage trauma. How amazing is that? I am going to bring her up right now so you can meet her as well. Welcome, Katie. Hi, Claudine. So nice to join you in yet another adventure of ours, exploring all the ways in which we can bring health and healing to the world. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is my absolute pleasure. And you are so right. You bring so much health and healing into the world. I have been so grateful to have you in my life. So I am so glad you are here. And I would love to start by asking you what I ask all of my guests, which is what does a healthy, delicious lifestyle mean to you? My view of health is definitely holistic in 
every aspect of how you live your life from your what you're putting into your physical body with food and also the environment that you live in. Um, are you spending time in nature? Are you getting um, a balance of activities, not just watching TV and zooming or, you know, looking through your phone? And the relationships for me are pretty huge. So I try to clear my emotional channels as often as I can and keep them open with the people that are closest to me. And I find that that is probably my number one priority um, it, relationally with people is to make sure we're having authentic connections. And the delicious part um, for me is I, I'm slowly transitioning my family into more and more uh, plant-based foods. We aren't um, 100% there, but I have this new term that we're flexitarians. <laughs> I have there a teacher who's like, I still want my Cheetos, mom. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> flex, flex. <laughs> right, so you can have them occasionally. Um, so th that's the that's the the gist of um, what that means to me. And doing lots of yoga, um, keeping my body healthy, lots of exercise, and a wide variety of that. You know, what I love about what you just said is that you're, it sounds like you're basically keeping everything open. You're clearing your body, you're clearing your mind, you're clearing your emotions, your soul, like you're keeping it all clear so that you can be this, I don't know, emanating wonderful version of you. Yeah. I always think of the body as a spiritual vehicle. And if it's, you know, running low on fuel, what do we do to refuel ourselves every once in a while our car needs an oil change or tires replaced and when you let things just go without maintenance on the outside and i think more importantly on the inside things just end up breaking down and don't have the efficiency that they need for the quality of life that you want but maybe you get stuck between what you want and where you are and that's why mm -hmm. tools like what i offer and what you offer for people that tend to kind of look through that narrow scope really could benefit from. Right. Because for your body, mind, and soul, for all of it to work the most efficiently, they all need to be in tune, right? You can't yeah. just tune up your brakes and forget about, I don't know, the brake pads. Right. But yeah. And then what's your perceived value that you place on things that you, you know, categorize as healthy or like in your, you know, with your terminology, delicious, like everyone has a different perception of what health um, is and wellness. And I think as we age too, we have to reevaluate that because what I thought was healthy mm -hmm. when I was 20, eating all the no fat, low fat foods in the nineties, remember that craze ended up not being so good. Right. No. Right. Mm -hmm. Free of everything you know, not always a good thing, right? So moderation, like everything has to be in balance, how you use technology and how you use food and how, how we use everything. Um, yeah, it's really important yeah. to kind of figure that out. That's so important. So important to remember. Awesome. I want to get to your tips. Your tips are so, so good. And we're really going to get into some some really interesting topics within these. So your first tip, your healthy and delicious lifestyle share is find opportunities to cultivate more time, space, and support for your nervous system. Your body, mind, heart, and soul will thank you. 
Mm. How, Katie, how does one <laughs> cultivate more time, space, and support for the nervous system? Do tell. <laughs> mm. Well, um, giving yourself, like, we, as parents, um, when my kids were younger, there was a lot of focus on time out. You need to go think about your behavior. Time out, time out, time out. As adults, we don't really take a time out. And sometimes we do. We'll go to a yoga class or we'll go to our exercise class. We'll go for a run. So that's time out. But a lot of that tends to be busyness. So what happens when you drop into stillness? Like telling everybody, give me 20 minutes. I'm going to go take a quiet bath or just sit and have my coffee in silence. Things that really allow you to feel that you have a, the luxury of time because time has us. We don't have time. We, we think, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. We don't have time. Time has us. And we have to kind of make room in our lives for the things that are important. So when we're always functioning up here, our nervous system is working with a very small window of tolerance. So, you know, we're busy, busy, busy. Somebody asks us to do something and boom, we hit the top of that window of tolerance and we come right back down and it doesn't take much for us to hit that window. So things that allow us to experience, oh, I have a little bit more tolerance. I can expand my capacity to manage stress. That gives us that feeling of support that we're not just running after ourselves or running after that project or running after what we feel like we're obligated to. So the the time and the support are really important. And then space, which for me is not overloading my schedule, having some cushion of time in the day where I don't feel like I have to get it done in 20 minutes. I'll give myself a little more time. And that has helped me not feel so anxious um, and that's, that's a hard thing to do. Managing time. It's not everyone's forte. And it's something that I think we, we learn as we're growing up. And if we didn't learn it, then it's not impossible to learn it. Um, in our adulthood, it just is a bigger stretch. It's, it's more uncomfortable because we've been doing things a certain way. The time, space and support is really a tool from the somatic experiencing, but those three words just like putting them into different scenarios have helped me a lot. Mm. Well, one of the things that I'm thinking of when you're saying making time and um, holding to what you're putting in your calendar, you know, making sure that you're not putting too much in your calendar, telling someone you need 20 minutes to take a bath or whatever. To me, I hear boundaries. Mm. I hear yes. we need to set boundaries for ourselves. For We have to set the expectation with other people around us. Because if we don't do that, if we don't, if we don't set the boundaries, no one else is going to set the boundary for us. <laughs> They're not going to be like, you need to take a 20 minute bath. They're no. going to be like, Oh, you're available to me. I need X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think as women, I mean, in the generation of women before me, especially there was a huge, uh, martyr role that many of them played. Woe is me. I will take it on. And yes to all of you. And I will say no to myself. And that stopped with me a long time ago. And so I'm raising a young daughter and teaching her how to like, you know, okay, this is, these are your responsibilities, but also what do you need to do to take care of yourself, you know, mm -hmm. and introducing those concepts and conversations. And that's an old story that technically in some people could be a traumatic, you know, thing. It could be a trigger when they're feeling like I'm not being seen. I'm not important. I'm just going to say yes to everybody else and push all my needs aside 
that really builds up in our nervous system in a way that long-term just isn't healthy. You're so right. I don't think a lot of people realize or recognize that it doesn't just go away after that moment. It stays there. It builds up and it kind of calcifies. Yep. And I, I love this book that you brought to my attention in an unspoken voice, how the body releases trauma and restores goodness. Tell me about this book. What, what drew you to this book? What have you learned from this book? What insights are you gaining? This book is one of three in the training that um, I'm doing, which was created uh, over 30 years ago by Peter Levine, who is a has a PhD in um, psychology and just really has created a, a type of therapy that reawakens the human capacity for co-regulation with, with others and with yourself. The, the concept really of, of this book and the other is that we as mammals have within us, because we have a developed cerebral cortex, an ability to heal. Animals in the wild who have been attacked by a predator have this skill to play dead, which we've you know all used at different points in our life. And, and that's their capacity to immobilize themselves, lower their heart rate, appear to be dead to thwart off their predator. And the trauma of that event does not stay with them in their memory. They literally get up and shake it off. You've seen animals do that, like especially a dog after they've been you know, afraid and afraid and their cockles come up and then their hair comes down and then they just shake it off. And we go, okay, that, that car accident was bad and I'm just gonna go on with my life. And the trauma of that stays wound up, poop, bundled in different parts of our anatomy. Our nervous system mainly is the one that's kind of guarding that. And one little thing, a car that looks like the one that hit you, the visual of that can reawaken and your body gets a tingle. You get that same kind of sinking feeling. So this work is really about renegotiating how we respond to it consciously and unconsciously through the felt sense in the body, not by head up tech or technique, but really from the neck down. Mm, oh my gosh, that's so good. And I have been in your classes where you tell us just shake it off. Shake it off. It feels so good just to shake right? off the day, to shake off whatever is going on. Is that one of the, the things they've taught you in the course? Well, you know, I was doing a lot of this stuff prior to this training, and it was just kind of an instinctual thing for me that has always felt good because I've had my share of challenging experiences. And movement for me has always been the thing that has just made me feel better. Now I have a really good understanding of well, this is why it makes you feel better. Mm. This is mm -hmm. this is the 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 science behind that. Huh? Oh, I feel like I need to do this. My body wants to do this. That intuition that your body has, that knowledge, that guidance—I call it the gut, your gut patrol system. When you get a, a clue or a signal, and it could be an image, it could be a sensation, it could be an emotion. There's a reason it's coming up, and what we'll do sometimes is, oh, we'll, we'll judge it or we'll think, okay, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't do that. Oh, that's not appropriate. We just kind of push it down into the trash compactor of our spiritual vehicle. And then over time, that dis-ease manifests in so many different ways. As you know, mm -hmm. you know, 
food has an influence on how we feel. It can help us heal from certain um, comorbidities and emotions can be toxic to the body, just like food can be. So it's not an easy task and it's not a quick fix, but it does work. And um, I'm halfway through this training now and just really, or I'm starting my second year, so not quite halfway. Um, it's It's been life-changing for me because I have to have my own sessions and experience this on a regular basis to keep my channel clear so that I can share with my clients what I'm learning so far. And what's so great about this, I'm getting chills because I'm really excited right now. Um, what's so great about this is, so there are going to be people, and I was one of these people, who will have completely cut off their emotions as a coping mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. They will have completely cut off their GPS. Um, and you have, you had instinctually had the tools and now you know the why, so you can explain it to them. This is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. Uh, and I'll just share with you real quick. I had a client last week whose labs came back. She had been doing this to herself and we could see it in her labs because she had created a calcium shell, like her stress response, her pushing it down into that trash compactor, like you said, mm. created this calcium shell in her body. So her nutrients weren't even getting into her cells. Interesting. And so it's like a several pronged approach, right? You can't just, there's not all, there's not always one answer. Sometimes it's and not, but yes, it's like, we need to work on mm. you from the inside, physiologically, emotionally, biologically, biomechanically. And you have so many of these pieces in your practice now that it's just, you know, because in the yoga, that moves things out. And now you have the somatic experience to add on top of that. I mean, it just so, I don't, I get, I get all chills. <laughs> and what, you know, what, and I've done a lot of traditional therapy in my life and talk therapy, and there's so much benefit to that. And it, it tends to be, you know, sharing, you know, what's happening, what are you feeling? And it's like everything coming out, right? But it doesn't quite address like, how has that affected you and how you feel in your body? Like you were talking about, you felt cut off from your emotions. So the work in SE is titrated. That means it happens little bits at a time. And we're going between that uncomfortable sensation and then what we call a resource. Like say we're talking about feelings and then all of a sudden you feel that and you're like, oh, yep, don't want to do that anymore. So if we see the client do that, we have something established already. Well, let's go to that resource. Let's just take a moment and look at that tree and notice what feeling in the body that brings up. It teaches them the capacity to go back and forth and not to just stay with something and be completely overwhelmed so that they shut down. You can swing like you're on a swing. You're like, here's the high, woo, here's the low. And the process is very much like that. Um, pendulating between the good feeling and then the hard feeling, and then eventually building capacity to do that more often so that you don't feel like you're stuck up on the top of the swing activated. You have no resource to bring yourself back down. That is emotional resiliency. And after all of us going through the pandemic, we were all in this heightened state of <laughs> or like, or the people that didn't think that was happening were like, everybody's crazy. <laughs> you know, we were stuck somewhere up here. There wasn't a lot of swinging going on in that two-year period. We were just all like here or shut down. This isn't happening. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. So whatever camp you're in, it's all good. But what I'm saying is that we that time really showed me that going forward in this next generation, 
you know, the, the emotional uh, fortitude of our young people is a crucial thing. Social media is not helping them at all. So they really need an additional set of tools to navigate the world that we've created for them. Oh, yes. And this dovetails so nicely into your next tip, which is practicing yoga is an invaluable tool to help you know your body, mind, self in an intimate way. And I, one mm. thing you just said, you talked about the pendulum and not just staying in that, I'll say pose when it doesn't feel right. You would always tell us, pull yourself out, reset, you know, breathe into it. Find mm -hmm. another way to give yourself support. If this isn't working for you, you don't need to be doing the crazy crow or whatever. Like do the, <laughs> do the setup for it. Do something yeah, else that's going to support you. Absolutely. Yoga can be triggering. Let's say you grew up in a domineering household with, you know, a, a, a parent figure that was really like hardcore. And then that part of you that never resolved that is like, I think I want to go to this really intense Bikram class where they're going to yell at me and keep me in the room and I can't leave until I do it perfectly. That is going to set you up for just perpetuating a pattern that doesn't necessarily help you. Okay. So that's a big picture yeah. thing. So in yoga, if we are disconnected from our body, one breath at a time, one class at a time, one pose at a time you are exposed to a field of sensation, whether it's like, oh, I feel my shoulder muscles stretching or, oh, I'm, I'm feeling sore muscles because I use them. That's a step for people that are not embodied, not by any fault of their own, but because whatever they experience caused them to disassociate, to come out of their body and connect into the outer world because this was not safe for them. Ooh, I just got chills talking about that. Um, and, and like that's more common than people realize. It's, it's, it's not something we walk around going, oh, I'm disassociating there. Oh, I just did it again. <laughs> I mean, even daydreaming technically is like, hello, where are you? Oh, it's spacing out. Like that, you know, there's levels and degrees to that. Someone who's catatonic, that is like, you know, huge big T trauma, disconnected from the world they are at the bottom of the swing and stuck there. Mm -hmm. So this work will hopefully give me tools to help the clients that I have and new ones open up in, in the body in a way that feels like they own it and they're more empowered. So good. And so my healthy and delicious lifestyle with Claudine share is take the perfection out of it because loving yourself is a practice. Mm. And I have heard you say over and over again, yoga is a practice. We're not here to be perfect. You don't have to do the fancy headstand with your legs all over, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that I can, I do not do yet the fancy headstand, but I'll do the prep for it. Right. It is a practice. Right. And I think a lot of it too is a lot of us women were put in the position where we had to be perfect mm. to get by, right? Like we had to be top of the class. We had to be no mistakes, you know, cause we were really criticized and heavily put down when we weren't perfect. So we've been conditioned to believe that, Oh, if I'm going to do self-care, I gotta be, I gotta do it right. Yeah. <laughs> right. If I'm going to take care of myself, like I'm either all in or it's like all or nothing. And we don't know a lot of us don't have time for all. Right. Nothing so, is a good option. And yeah. What feels good in your body? Oh, my friends are doing this and, you know, that looks like it's the right thing to do. But what feels good for you in your body? And until you've tried something, you don't really know. So try different movement practices, especially ones that, you know, maybe combine 
movement, relaxation, breath work, and yoga is why I, you know, do, oops, I'm attracted to that because it has, I can move, I can get that kind of energy out, I can shake things off, and I can also find stillness. So mm, nice it's all the good things. It's all the good things. And I, before I forgot, I wanted to bring up this other book that you mentioned. Tell me about Waking the Tiger Healing Trauma. Uh, well, this is really Peter's, um, I think this was his first book. And what's really cool about this book is it gives you an actual kind of real clear overview and um, pro like it breaks down the actual processes of SE as well as um, talking about the symptoms of trauma. He shares many, many stories of people that he's worked with and what they came to him with, what work he did with them and what the resolution was. So this is a great mm -hmm. overview. The, the, the first book that you put up um, is really going into more in-depth um, research and the, and the science behind all of the, the work that is done in his practice and then what he teaches through uh, Somatic Experiencing International. That's the organization that offers these trainings worldwide. And in this area here in the Central Valley, there's only a small handful of um, health and wellness practitioners that have taken this training. So I wanted to jump on that and, and have skills that not a lot of people um, are able to offer in this area. So I'm mm -hmm. super excited. And that's so needed. So needed. And I'm just going to mention, I'm putting a crawler at the bottom here. And for those of you who are listening, I'll put it in the show notes. If you want to get to the root of your health issues, if you have gut hormone metabolism stuff going on on a bio biochemical uh, level, and you want to know if it's something that can be resolved, I have a free consultation available. So you can check that out. Ooh. Okay, Katie. So this next one, Oh, I got to take this picture off. Here you go. Empower your healthy, delicious lifestyle with Claudine Cher. Take small steps each day to treat yourself with kindness. And this kind of ties into that perfection thing, right? The all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I don't have time to do a four hour meditation in the morning. <laughs> start with five minutes, start with three minutes, you know, start with doing yes. something nice for yourself. Is it a warm cup of tea at night? You know, what kinds of things do you like to recommend to people to take those little steps? Well, I'm, for me personally, I'll just share things that I do. I'm up early every day about six o'clock and I'll sometimes I'll have a cup of coffee first or go outside and walk or run as soon as there's um, light out and that the temperature's still cool. And getting outside in the beginning of the day also helps with your biorhythms and really kind of jumpstart your metabolism. So I try to do that in the morning. I'm not an evening walker outside person. I like the morning time because it's fresh and I have energy. And then every night I take an Epsom salt bath and that's mm. my like cue to my nervous system time to slow down. And I have like soft jammies that I put on things that just really feel good. And then I have some tea. So I have my, <laughs> my yang in the morning and then my yin. I could do a lot more, but those are the things that I can do consistently. And, um, I have a routine of taking all my vitamins and supplements and just try to get healthy food and nine hours of sleep at night as much as possible. Eight awesome. is underrated as we're in perimenopausal fun yeah. times. I need more sleep. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm definitely a nine hour person. Um, there'll be times in the month when like eight and a half is good and I'll wake up a little bit early and I'm like, this is cool. Waking up without the alarm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I love that morning routine and evening routine because the morning you're setting yourself up for success during yep. the day. You're you're setting up your mind to receive, to be open, to be present. And then at night, you're giving yourself that time back to reset, to unwind so that you can have a restful night's sleep. Oh my gosh, Katie, those are, I tell people all these things. You just took it right out of the playbook. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, most days are good. There's some days where it doesn't happen, but yeah, the intention is there. So, oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. I know we could talk all day, um, but this has been an absolute pleasure. Tell people how they can find you if they want to follow you. My website is coil yoga. Uh, so you can go to the website and see the schedule that includes in-person and online recorded classes. And then my email is on there as well. I do workshops and retreats. So um, I'll have another retreat coming up in October for women. And that'll be in the Fresno or no, Paso Robles wine country area of central California. So lovely, lovely. So even if you're in this area, you want to come out for that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to the retreats. They are so wonderful, especially that time of year. That is my favorite time of year. What's well, your birthday month? You know, that's right, <laughs> birthday! Oh my gosh, Katie, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. I'm so proud of you, Claudine. Thank you for having me in your show. <laughs> thank you. All right, I'm gonna drop you in the green room. Hang out. Grab a mocktail. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, was Katie not absolutely amazing? Thank you so much for joining me. And I want to remind you to think about how are you creating a healthy, delicious lifestyle for you today? And until then, be sure to join me for another episode of Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Central and have a deliciously healthy lifestyle. Be sure to like and subscribe. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products and services at ingoodcleantaste.com. Be sure to join me for another episode every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.